around your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon, everybody. Let the bells ring out and the banners fly. Super Bowl week is upon us here as we welcome you to a Monday on the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conant and myself with you for the next two hours, talking sports with you and localizing it as best as we absolutely can. We will head to the Twin Cities in the program. We're going to do it every day this week. Uh, Tim Yotter, Viking Update, part of the I want to get this right, Trent. It's no longer the Scout Network. It's the 247 I thought those were separate entities still. So that's why I wanted to get it right. That's why I asked. Okay. Part of the Scout Network, we're going to call it, until uh, we (laughs) learn any better. Uh, But Timmy Otter is going to join us every week. I'm excited about this. The Mm -hmm. Super Bowl, it'll never get any closer than it is uh, this week. Um, Even if you don't have a ticket and you just want to head up to the Twin Cities and maybe... You know, soak it in, if you will, the Super Bowl experience. I highly recommend it, at least uh, if it's a similar to setup to what I experienced when it was uh, in San Francisco. I think that I thought that was absolutely worth the time and effort to head over there and see that. Uh, it's media night tonight, so uh, Tim will be there for us. And again, he's going to join us at the end of the show every day this week, with the exception of Friday when we'll bump him up until one o'clock. So we will get a bit of a taste. Scott Doc is going to be here at uh, twelve twenty-five. We'll talk some Hawks with Doc. Uh, 12.45, Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune. And yes, it's the 29th of January, but we're going to insert a little golf conversation into the program today. I know you watched because Mm -hmm. I saw your tweet (laughs) as you were trying to placate your wife, and I'm assuming that there were a number of wives throughout the country a little disappointed that the Grammys red carpet uh, was going to be at least a little bit preempted for... Uh, some uh, golf, the Farmers Open, that you know that they didn't get off well for CBS when they had the overtime game. Uh, that goes long, and then the golf goes long, and it's a trickle-down effect, and there were a bunch of people throughout the country disappointed, Trent Condon, that they didn't get their Grammys fix right off the bat. Yeah, my wife wants to see all the costumes and uh, the makeup and how everyone's looking and the goofy outfits and all that kind of stuff, so we had to flip over to E, though I was sitting there, as she was getting more and more agitated by this golf taking forever. And, you know, I, I'm, she wasn't alone, I'm assuming. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean according golf to Twitter. Golf the Grammys. Yeah, I mean. What's, a a, give us a hell of a golf tournament. It's a hell it, of a final round. It was, but still, it's the Grammys. I mean, more widespread than. than I never watched course. a second of it. And I can honestly tell you, I don't think I've ever watched a second of the Grammys. I watched it. Didn't know much. I'm getting very old. Yeah, well, join the club. <laughs> Don't know who Junior. that is. I don't know who that is. Oh, I think I heard this. No, I don't think I know that song. Yeah, I'm the same way. On and on and on. Yeah, I felt very old watching it last night, but uh, eh, entertaining. Get a was kick it? out of it. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole awful night in TV. I watched uh, guys catch crocodiles and a couple okay. of lions eat uh, buffalo. All right. So uh, the Pac-12 hoops didn't get you going yeah, last night? Yeah, never did. You know what? I was hooped out. I watched a ton of hoops. Saturday was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the locals sucked all weekend long. Oh. I mean, you and I had a chance to save the weekend, if you will. But And I watched probably 12 minutes of that game, um, 12 game minutes. Mm-hmm. Loyal is just the best team in the Valley, Trent. Yeah, They're yeah. just plain and simple. But it started on, on uh, Saturday afternoon. With uh, Iowa State, an historically bad loss in Ames. Uh, it got worse with Drake, who I don't want to say that 
that um, they're starting to see some red flags, but maybe you're starting to see some red flags and what thought was a long shot that uh, that they would be playing in the Drake Invitational to this year. They seem to be creeping closer to that. Uh, and then it finished on uh, Saturday night in Lincoln. Big Ten Network had the uh, had my Huskers uh, taking on uh, Iowa. And I say, I'm, I say my Huskers oh. because I'm into this team, Trent. You got to adopt somebody, right? It's we don't nobody have a local state. interest. No, you're you're absolutely right. So, and I can't cheer for Kansas. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you don't, you don't want to fall into that trap. No, 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 no. Yeah, I could buy it. They're entertaining. They to are watch. fun to watch, aren't? They? And I like Tim Miles. Yes, nice guy. It seems to be. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. Still, for me, I can't cheer for Nebraska. No, of course you yeah. can't. Yeah, right. no, you can't. It, it's so when I was in college was uh, during the Pfizer-Tinsley years. Mm-hmm. And Pretty that, good era. That was the first time I got to see every Iowa State game. They were on over there in Eastern Iowa on Channel 9 KCRG. And just watching that team, game in and game out, we'd mm-hmm. talk, you know, the Saturday night games, and we'd mm-hmm. watch that before we head out yep. to the bar. And Gary Thompson, Pete Taylor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and before, I mean, I could cheer for the Cyclones, but they were my favorite team to watch. I, I was... Appointment television, mm-hmm. that's how good they were. Mm-hmm. As a guy going to the University of Iowa, can't really say that to anybody. No, You've got to keep that to yourself. Right. They were so much fun to watch. That was a great team. But it's still the same you kind of the, thing. With draw the, the blinds yeah, if you're watching right, it at right. home in case somebody I happens to walk down to my by. room, lock right. the door. <laughs> Conan, what are you doing in there? No, nothing. 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 <laughs> Stay out of my room. Yeah, that was Iowa State. Same thing with Nebraska. I, I can't really cheer for them, but they are so entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. And I asked uh, what last week when we we had Sip on, you know, what would this team be if the Ed Morrow and Jacobson were still around yeah. too? And I they, didn't they, like his answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not not a big deal. Ed Morrow's a pretty talented guy. Yeah, and, and Jacobson would see the floor. Yes. I'm sorry, he would. Right, right. Take add a couple of rotation players mm-hmm. to what they already have, and and maybe they knock, knock off Kansas. They got some talent. They they, they do. do. Copeland was out of his mind. I've been telling you about my Palmer guy. Uh, Shimonga is mm-hmm. a difference maker in the middle. Um, and, and Watson, although he's, boy, he can't shoot. No, <laughs> This is back-to-back games that he can shoot his way out of a wet paper bag. Um, but, but still, that's all it took. Your thoughts on Iowa. Let me get your, let me get mm-hmm. your take. You know, behind and played every single one of those, uh, 40 minutes, Trent. Yes. Uh, he did not leave the floor. 24, him and Cook were solid. Um, at least offensively, Cook was terrific again. I mean, Cook's athleticism, that's back-to-back games where he has just jumped off your television screen. Wants to be out there. You could tell he wanted to be out there. He was motivated. He was into it. He was terrific. Bohannon's going to struggle on the defensive end. We know that. But you know what? I I like the kid. I I have trouble knocking Jordan Bohannon. I really do. And I know he takes a share of arrows. And, yes, he's challenged defensively, Trent, but he's the best they got. He is. And... Okay, so you have a point guard out there, and you want to play him at the two. And that, that's that's everybody's remedy for this team. Mm-hmm. You get a, a real point guard, quote-unquote, and then he's your two guard. Well, he still has to play defense on the other end. And now instead of guarding a point guard, he's, he's guarding a two guard two, right, that he's given up five, six, seven inches to, right. depending on the matchup there. Maybe it could be even worse yeah, on that end could of the be. Floor. It's I an just, excellent point. It's That's not the problem with this team. It's not Jordan Bohan and you need a point guard. There's a lot. Well, they do deeper. need a point guard, but you're right. They do. Yeah. There's deeper issues, though, uh-huh. than just that. You'll take 24 and 7 out of your lead guard every single time. Sure. And that's what you got. You'll take 84 points. No that's turnovers from Bohannon on Saturday night as well. Zip. Gave up 98. 
Yeah, I know. He gave up 98, and yeah. Moss was lost at times. Yeah, he had a bad game, Trent. I, I thought that might have been his, um, maybe his worst effort yeah. we've seen in a while. And we see that creep up. Garza got in foul trouble early on. Early, minute, minute, a minute 13? and a half into whatever yeah, it was. Not even, yeah, you know, I think you're closer. Yeah. So he's out. And we, we know that. But he did come back in briefly. Briefly. He got, what did what he fit in? Or rebound in the first half, something like that. So you weren't getting anything there. Pemsel, I thought, had some moments. He did early. He had six straight points, or six points within a matter of a couple of minutes. I know the sequence you're talking about, yes. They all had moments offensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, defensively, not Defensively. So How can you fix it? Ken, you watch a lot of college basketball. How do you fix Because it can't just be a I don't think you do it in, in season, Trent. I think you can. And if you could, I'm assuming that they would have at least tried. I mean, who's on that roster that you want to see – I mean, they they played Nunji more than he's played in yes, a long time. Absolutely, yep. And he had a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. but for the most part, he was lost out there. Yeah. I thought. Where can you turn? Pl- they played Dom Yule. I mean, McCaffrey wanted to play Yule, and he did. was playing the two, and he was. Yeah, looked at that lineup and scratched. We my haven't head. seen it in a while. <laughs> it was a head scratching lineup out there, but. That's when you don't have guards. That's yeah, what you got to do. It's almost like he's drawing names out of a hat in yes, some respects. Yeah. It's just, it's it's just not a good roster. It's not conducive. We were all, and I think that's probably part of it too. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's not, but it it just seems. I know personally. Let me let me say this. I'm I'm more pissed off because how embarrassed I am that I like this team this year. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you don't give up segments in the middle of football season for this team. <laughs> we willingly work about because we were all jacked up about this yes, year, right? They were going to be our tournament team Absolutely. this year. Absolutely, they were going to be. The Iowa team. State's going to be down. Drake's mm-hmm. going to be Drake. We don't know anything about Medved and you and I. Who knows what they'll do? Here we are. A bad basketball. Adopting team. Nebraska. <laughs> Adopting Nebraska. I got to search a little deeper. Maybe I'm going to Rhode Island. They hit. They can, had I, a... can I twist your arm on Virginia? Because if I don't okay. like, if I if I have to move away, that Virginia Duke game was fun. Yes, I love defense and I love guys that effort guys. Mm-hmm. That's that's a the roster is full of those guys. Trent, shut you down. Take what you do away. Duke's pretty good offensive now. Yeah. Bagley was still great. They're very good offensively. They're, they're one of the best offensive teams. Their problem's on the other end of the floor. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's funny. I was looking at this earlier this morning. So Duke, the conversation all the time with Duke, oh, they're not good defensively. Who plays tonight, by the way? Against Notre Dame, yeah. Wow. They're uh, 58th in the country in adjusted defense at Ken Palm. 58th. So okay. Not good. Right. For comparison, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Where are they? 237. Oh, Jesus. There isn't a power conference team close is that a fact? Nobody close. I don't believe there's anybody even in the 200s from a power conference. And I was at 237. Wow. That takes into account Look, tempo. I, I it's knew, not just, we, knew, we knew it was bad. Yeah. That shows you how bad it is. Duke, oh, they're awful defensively. 58. <laughs> I was 237. <laughs> Would you sign for that, Hawk fans? 58. <laughs> yeah. Sign for a buck 58. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, think that just kind of illustrates how bad it is. But Virginia... I don't love the style. I, I like a good defensive team. Mm-hmm. It's too much for me. I wasn't a believer in this Virginia team. They're a lot better than I thought they were after watching that game Saturday. But uh, no, I, I can't adopt Virginia. Not going there. Mm-hmm. Rhode Island, there's my bin major. I'm jumping on that train. I loved uh, Lamar Odom and Tyson Wheeler in that group back in 1998. Hard not to. 
So uh, I'll jump back on board there. I'll find another team. I'll, I'll have another one, probably a team that has a better chance of maybe making a run to a Final Four. Can't be Nebraska. You, so you don't think Virginia's going to make a run to a Final they, Four? They are. I just don't want to adopt them because gotcha. I, don't, I don't love the way they play. they're taken in this room. I got it. You got it. So got you, it yeah. you got Virginia. You've already taken dibs. Purdue. You got no, Nebraska. No, you can have Purdue. I'm putting, oh. I like, that was a great game yesterday. That's another. Yeah. You know, I, I said on Friday, I'm not going to watch a minute of the Pro Bowl. I watch more of the damn Pro Bowl than I ever thought that I would. <laughs> it, was, it was back and forth between that. And the Purdue-Indiana game. That was Indiana gave him a hell of a fight, Trent. Mm-hmm. A hell of a fight. Uh, but in the end, I mean, it's just too much Isaac Haas and Harms and Edwards and Edwards and mm-hmm. company. Give Indiana credit. They they they, they fought him pretty well. They did. Now, I know it was, in their own, it was on their own mm-hmm. floor, at right? Assembly, yep. It's at assembly, and you would think that they would play a little tougher. Um, but this was a test for Purdue, mm-hmm. and they passed it. They did. Another, Another one. one. Another one. Yeah. There aren't a whole lot of them in the Big Ten, but games like that, it's not, and that's, you look at a schedule, oh, look how easy it is. But those are the kind of moments that you can't just put a win-loss record next to it. Mm-hmm. It's in-state rivalry. It's at Assembly oh, Hall. Absolutely. You know how tuned up that crowd's going to yep. be, and the players are going to be you know, for a game like that. And, and that's another part of just conference play in general. And the Big Ten's down, and these teams are struggling, but it's still not easy to go in and, and get a win against Minnesota. You mm-hmm. know, and Mason starts hitting a couple of shots, and... I think it says something. We'll we'll talk about more about Nebraska, that easy schedule that they have the rest of the way. But it's not as easy as well. They're better than everybody. They're going to go nine and zero. It's more difficult. No, than they'll, they'll, they'll get picked off. Yeah. They'll get picked off uh, at some point. The Michigan State Maryland game yesterday was. It was more interesting, in my opinion, for what happened after the game. Absolutely. Uh, the reporter from uh, from ESPN outside the lines. Uh, Trisha, Trista Thompson, I knew her name yesterday, and I meant to remember it because I'd really never seen any of her work. She would not let Izzo off the hook, Trent. Absolutely. Would not let Izzo off the hook. Yeah, and listen, if if, if Tom Izzo thought, you know what, it's over with and done with now, I I, I faced – this is going to – I would hope that this is going to occur – um, you know, following a lot of his games. Until they take ownership of this thing – as I saw Magic Johnson, did you see what he said today? He hopes that if there were any anyone, he didn't come right out and say Tom Izzo or D'Antonio or anyone. He just basically, you know, painted with a pretty broad stroke. Anyone that's part of the cover-up needs to be fired from Michigan State. This is one of Michigan State's most famous alums, if not the most famous alum. And uh, when you hear that, it's a little jolting. It is. But... There's a lot of truth to it. There is a lot of truth. You know what disappoints me is I shouldn't say that because I we we went through it with Penn State. Mm-hmm. Penn State fan base just for the most part burying their heads in the sand during the whole Sandusky thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now Sparty fans are burying their heads in the sand. A lot of them um, because it happens to it happens at their school. It just I mean it, it shouldn't surprise you. It's fandom. It's fandom, right? Yeah. Um, but it's just the, the the fact that they just re- refuse to open their eyes and make their own um, determination of what went wrong there as opposed to, you know, uh, putting the alma mater uh, up ahead of anything. The golf yesterday as we bounce around here. Uh, we will have Matt Rudy coming on uh, later on today. I'm looking forward to this. I, I was thoroughly entertained. In fact, I watched the final playoff hole this morning. Jason Day won it on the first playoff hole. It uh, lingered and lingered and lingered. If you were waiting for the Grammys last night, you knew, although they've switched over to the golf channel uh, and played until they couldn't see anymore. Um, you know, it's, it, and, and it fools you, too. If you're watching it on television and you're hearing 
uh, Sir Nick Faldo and Jim Nance t- try and tell you and Gary McCord how dark it is on the course. The players can't see. And you're watching your television and thinking, there's another one. It's fine. Right, right. <laughs> what are these guys bitching about? Mm-hmm. Play on. You're right. But uh, it just goes to show you how much more powerful uh, the camera eye or lens is as opposed to the human eye. Because <laughs> I guess the conditions were terrible at the end, as you would think, when you know the sun goes down, they normally get to be that point. <laughs> but it was a hell of a tournament. i got to ask you, Trent, um, because I know you saw this as well because mm-hmm. you tweeted it. Um, J.B. Holmes, what awful sportsmanship. What's he doing? I, it, it took four for four minutes, Trent. Roger Bannister could run a mile faster than J.B. Holmes before he got up there and hit a second shot. Think about that. He's changing clubs. He's pulling one out of the bag. He's going back to the bag. And and we talk about pace of play in baseball. We talk about it in other sports. But golf? And then he threw in the towel. Yeah. It's, he didn't even go for it. He laid up. Laid up and hit a terrible shot. Right. He deserved to hit a terrible shot. Absolutely. But if you're going to take that long, at least sack up and, and you know. Go for it. Go for it. Go, the, the kid hit it into the uh, CBS tent. Ooh. He's a little geared up, huh? Well, and, and yeah, I would think. And the, the, the Maybe a little delay, frustrated, Frustrated, too. pissed off, yeah. I think, is probably part of it. I mean, I was glad to see him at least force his way into the mm-hmm. playoff. He deserved to, although he you know, he, he put it in the drink, his second shot won the drink today, and Jason Day was, I mean, he birdied. Um, the Swede, what's his name? Let me find his name. I can't think of it. I can't either. Um, yeah. I watched him for quite a while. Noren, yesterday. Alex Noren. Standing, waiting. Standing waiting, and waiting. Right? Waiting. Yeah. Come on, J.B. Holmes. Yeah, he uh, he put his in the drink. He made bogey on the playoff hole, and, and J-Day made birdie, uh, and it ended this morning. But a pretty good uh, pretty good weekend overall in sports. You know, really was. Yeah. I didn't watch a minute of the NHL All-Star game. I didn't watch a single shift, which surprised me. Yeah. I was not into the Pro Bowl. I watched way more Pro Bowl than I ever thought that I would. I don't know what it was other than the fact that this is it for football, maybe, that um, – Made me stay tuned. Get another taste. Yeah, and you know what? The numbers were off the charts. Every year. Good. It'll it'll never go away. No, it's not going away. If they continue to put eyeballs in, I'm part of the problem. Yeah. (laughs) I'm part of the problem. Yeah. Uh, Because we're going to watch it. Even though we know it's an exhibition game for the most part, you're going to watch it. The fourth quarter got a little as close to a regular season game maybe as you're going to see. Really? Yeah, there was. There were some guys that were trying (laughs) when they realized, you know, 32,000, 64,000 if we win. I think the money played a little bit of a factor in the guy's willingness to go out and play football, which was good. Uh, Scott Dockerman landed 10 coming up. We'll talk to Doc. Dylan Montz will be here at 1245. See, Iowa State got a four-star, the the, uh, highest recruit in the Campbell era. We'll talk to him about that. Uh, West Virginia comes to town. So a, a physical basketball team in Tennessee embarrassed the clones on Saturday. Here comes maybe the most physical team in the Big 12. They just can't finish West Virginia. Kentucky roared back and won that game. I thought they were cry- I thought Kentucky was dead and buried. I really did. But they found a way to win that game. Fun, fun weekend of uh, sports. Um, and we'll continue to recap it here. Scott Dockerman, Land at 10 is next. Trent and I are here until 2 o'clock. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. I know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. 
If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. Showplace Kitchens is changing our name to Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. What hasn't changed is the commitment of our professional design staff to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at 3200 100th Street, Urbandale. Get super savings during Menards Super Sale. Get rid of hard water with a Morton water softener from Menards. Choose a 34,000 grain unit that regenerates only when you need it, saving you salt and water. It works with both city and well water sources. Right now, a 34,000 grain capacity Morton water softener is only $349 during Menard Super Sale. Get super savings now through February 3rd. Save big money at Menards. The way she's always singing, her silly laugh, the way she kisses me hello. This Valentine's Day, I want to turn everything I love about her into the one thing she'll love forever. An engagement ring. It's the Jared Valentine's Day Diamond Event, February 1st through the 14th. Save up to $1,000 off any diamond when you buy her setting at Jared. And let our expert jewelers help you find or create the one ring that could only be for her. That's why he went to Jared. Some exclusions apply. See Jared.com for details. My name is Natasha, and I'm with Coleman Greater Iowa. We've been teaming up with Iowa Wild for five years now to host Pink in the Ring. If you've never been, this is the year. Join us at Wells Fargo Arena on Saturday, February 10th. We'll have lots of giveaways and a silent auction. If you're brave enough, you can get your head shaved or color your hair pink. After the game, don't miss the live jersey auction where you could take home your favorite player's jersey. So come on out Saturday, February 10th at 6 p.m. Wear your pink and help us raise money for life-saving services in our area. For more information and to buy your tickets, go to homeingreateriowa.org. See you there. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. Or online, washersystems.com. You know, guys, we've got it pretty good. Going to games, watching sports on TV, listening to sports talk radio. We never really stop with sports. So maybe with Valentine's Day just around the corner, you ought to get her something special from Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. Did you know that we carry a huge selection of home decor and furnishings? We do. Art Peace Poles. We have a huge selection. She'll love the one you pick out for her. And best of all, she'll know that you're actually listening to her. Or at least got lucky because you went to Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. 
fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Well, it's that time of year again, tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon, myself with you until 2. Coming up in about 15 minutes or so, Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune will be here. We'll go inside Iowa State with Dylan Mons. Right now, let's talk some Hawks. Scott Dockerman, Land to 10, is upon us. He had the scoop, the major scoop last week on the uh, Fran McCaffrey extension that uh, had it not been for Scott Dockerman. Uh, would never have seen the light of day in all likelihood, or maybe it would have at some point, but uh, thanks to Doc's diligence and his journalism, uh, we were able to... Um, to, to read between the lines to see what they didn't want us to see, and Doc joins us. Uh, Doc Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, good, guys. How's it going today? Doing a lot. Uh, you got a lot of run, Doc, I'm assuming, out of that uh, work that you did last week. Uh, it certainly um, disappointed a lot of people that uh, that the University of Iowa decided, uh, decided to pursue the path that they took as far as uh, not making that public um, good work out of you, and I'm assuming you got a lot of run out of that. I know the uh, the uh, the findings certainly did. Yeah, I did. It, as you can imagine, I mean, it's news and it's something that people wanted to know. And and uh, you know, just kind of going through the contracts of other coaches, you know, through this whole time, and um, it's kind of strange how selective sometimes they are about what they release and when they release it. Uh, you know, Kirk Ferentz, anytime he has an extension, it's been released. In fact, last fall when Kirk Ferentz uh, gave up $50,000 of his own salary to, um, to fund, a, you know, kind of a uh, side special teams coach, a guy he used to work with at the NFL, um, you know, Iowa was it actually approached us, you know, several reporters saying, hey, we have an amendment to Kirk Ferentz's contract. And, and you look at some of the others, uh, you know, when Rick Heller was extended, that got, uh, you know, an email on that. Mm-hmm. But this one was this one and Gary Barta's contract extension, uh, for some reason, never really got a release. It took uh, people filing through the Freedom of Info- Information Act to get the information. And you've posted Barta's contract online uh, here within the last hour. Uh, when you read it, what did um, what if anything? I'll tell you what jumped off to me. It's the deferred compensation. You know, he gets five fifty this year plus another quarter of a million in deferred compensation. Uh, I, I guess that's just part and parcel to doing business. Deferred compensation thing is, I mean, great if you can get it. Uh, certainly words that uh, you, Scott, I'm assuming, have never had in a contract that you've ever uh, signed. Uh, certainly in radio, we're not going to get any deferred <laughs> compensation. We're lucky to get compensated, period. Um, but uh, what what uh, what about the BARDA contract, if anything, uh, got your attention? Uh, you know, not a whole lot 
uh, surprised me, you know, with, with what he had. I knew the deferred compensation was a big thing for him. Uh, what was interesting to me, uh, and this kind of predates what I posted, was just more that uh, before he had this extension when Sally Mason was still there and kind of in her interim period, you know, he basically took out all of the deferred compensation before that. And, and that's interesting stuff simply because of the timing. Um, you know, he, he was going to, his contract was going to expire in 2016. There was, you know, uncertainty as to who is going to be president. There was uncertainty about his position. So um, that was more interesting then. Uh, this was, you know, the fact that he got a raise and significant levels of, uh, you know, both salary and deferred compensation, both were, I think, pretty fascinating. Uh, you know, not $900,000 total um, for him, and, and it goes all the way through 2021. So I think that's kind of a big deal. Doc, uh, why is this a secret? Is it as simple as Iowa not playing well with the McCaffrey contract extension? They never had the right time to do it. Uh, how do you read deeper into this while why it took you being the one to have to uh, put in that Freedom of Information Act to, to find out this contract extension? This is interesting, and I'm not sure we're going to ever get a straight answer out of that because we've gotten a couple of different, uh, you know, releases or, or statements from the university about this, and that is, uh, you know, very they could have very easily just come out with, hey, Fran McCaffrey signed a two-year extension through 2024, yada, 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 it's done. You know, and then if people like me or whoever requests a contract, okay, there's this change and this change, and then everybody kind of moves on, and, you know, but... For whatever reason, whether they didn't think that it was a big deal, so they didn't want to do it, you know, and that very well could be the case too. I don't know that there was anything per se sinister or they're trying to hide something as much as they just didn't do it. And so I, I don't know what their thinking was. I, I the thing is that they need to understand, and I think most people do, is that you know the University of Iowa. We all know that the athletics department is 100% self-sufficient. It doesn't receive any money from the university. However, they are still part of the University of Iowa, which is a public institution. And when your your highest paid employees, or highest and especially highest profile employees, are getting changes to their contracts, that's what people deserve the right to know. Whether that's Kirk Ferentz getting you know five million dollars a year and all, all you know everything he's making, or, or uh, Fran McCaffrey. Now, I don't think anybody questions his salary. His salary is just right exactly where it is would be nationally within the Big Ten. It is just the jump there in, um, you know, in his buyout. And, and that's what I think people are having a hard time swallowing. And then the statement on Friday, which was that uh, he, uh, you know, had been sought after by other schools. I, I just, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people are having a hard time reconciling that because when you look at Kirk Ferentz's track record, when he signed that first 10-year deal, he had four top 10 finishes in an eight-year period. I mean, there was legitimate interest, and and I'm not suggesting Fran hasn't done a very good job because I think he has by and large. But um, he's, he doesn't have four top ten finishes, at the University of Iowa. He doesn't have four Sweet Sixteen. So I think that's uh, that's that's what adds to this and makes it a little bit more um, eye popping. Uh, Scott Jockerman, Land Ten is our guest. Doc, did you uh, um, hear anything positive or anything either way regarding Sean Welsh and Akron Wadley's uh, week last week at the Senior Bowl. I know that the Wadley, the weight thing came up again, I guess. It's only a couple of pounds, but uh, I guess that's a benchmark in the NFL, the 190. Um, what, uh, what, if anything, uh, did you hear on Wadley and Welsh after they speak, spent the week in Mobile, Alabama? Yeah, we had a reporter there, um, and he got to watch them both. 
you know, Sean Welsh had a pretty nice game, I think, by and large, uh, as a guard, and has kind of solidified himself as one of the, you know, maybe top five to top eight guards in the coming out in the draft. And then Akron Wadley had a really bad first day, and then a really great week afterwards. You know, his first day he's talking to our reporter, and uh, he fumbled twice, and he was really upset about it, and said some things that he can't really repeat on the air, and, and, uh, and then later on he, he became one of the most consistent running backs at the um, at the Senior Bowl during workouts, and then uh, late in the game had a couple of nice runs. So I think he's, you know, the weight is going to be an issue for him. It always is, and uh, he needs to get that over that hump, which is only two pounds right now. But that's that's I'll give him some of my two pounds, and he can, <laughs> <laughs> you know I can give him more than that. But uh, so so he he's put himself in a nice position though. I mean, running backs aren't as valued as much as they used to be. Uh, so he's still probably a mid mid round guy, but I think. He's definitely going to get drafted and probably high day three. The uh, one guy that didn't show up that I know scouts seem to uh, want to see was Josie Jewell. They say it's not injury-related. Uh, Josie Jewell, what what does that mean for him? And and give us a range that you're hearing where he can be drafted. Yeah, I've talked to a few scouts about him. And, and part of it, I mean, I, I don't think it was injury-related per se, but, you know, it might have been as simple as, his body needed to rest because he, you know, he hurt his shoulder against Illinois. He sat out against Northwestern. It just, you know, he just never really got healthy. You know, he played the game the rest of the year. So it might have been that simple as, hey, let's let this rest and then just say no to the, to the Senior Bowl. But from what I'm hearing and from what I've discussed, I think he goes anywhere as high as second round to probably as low as fourth, um, probably in that third round sweet spot. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what he does at the combine. You know, how he measures out. You know, his his speed, his quickness, his agility, and that. I mean, if he if those numbers are really good, then yeah, I could see him going to the second round. His his uh, production is off the charts, and his, his intangibles are right there with it. Uh, but if he's a little bit slower, or you know, maybe not as quick as some of his contemporaries, then yeah, I could see him dropping a little bit. But I, I think it goes without saying that if he's healthy, um, you're going to. It, like a like a Desmond King, a guy who's going to walk in and make your football team better, um, just simply by the accountability and the playmaking skills that he has. Uh, Scott Dockman is our guest. Doc, this week uh, the Hawks uh, host Minnesota on Tuesday. Go to Penn State. Penn State's playing some really good ball right now. Minnesota was one of the teams that. You know, a dark horse maybe the beginning of the year to win the conference. Not going to happen. Um, what uh, What do you expect this week? A home and an away game for Iowa coming off a, uh, uh, what, a 14-point loss to Nebraska uh, on Saturday night? Well, athletically, I think Minnesota presents a lot of challenges. I mean, they've got some really good players at a lot of spots that I think Iowa's going to struggle with. Uh, but, you know, that said, I, I was not one of those that was on the Minnesota bandwagon early just simply because I've seen this program through several coaches over the years uh, find ways to slip up when they're expected to do well. And, and I was kind of that way with Northwestern as well, just simply because they were at the, you know, they're playing in a different arena. Um, this game is going to be important for Iowa, as all of them are, um, so, just to keep themselves engaged for the rest of the year. I mean, they're 2-8. and eight. That's as many losses as they've had last year. Um, you know, Big Ten plays up there ten and eight, um, but they've got to they've got to somehow figure out a, out a way to play better defense. Uh, you know, and that's that goes without saying. But you know, they've got the second highest total of points allowed in the, in the conference in the last fifteen years at eighty four point one in mm-hmm. conference play. Only Rutgers a couple of years ago was worse, 
And, uh, you know, they've been last. This, you know, right now, this will be the fourth time in the McCaffrey era. They've got to find a way to get better at this. And I know France talked about his offense, but, yeah, you know, the other team gets more possessions and can score a little bit more regularly, but you've got to do something about this. This is, um, you know, fans notice it every day, and, and if you, you can't score 84 points on the road and, and get beat by 14 and, and say, well, you know, too bad. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, that, that's just, you know, you can't allow 98 points to Nebraska. And uh, so they got to figure out how to, how to make this work and, and what they need to do going forward because, you know, it doesn't matter how good they get in the offseason. And if they, don't, if they don't get better there, is going to be at best a mid-tier program. Last thing, Doc. I'm not sure if you watched Maryland, Michigan State. Uh, more so wanted to go after the game, the press conference where Izzo was grilled uh, over and over again by a gal from uh, from outside the lines. Uh, Michigan State is in. Are, where is that game? Does that game at? It was at Maryland. Is that Maryland? Maryland, right? It was at Maryland. Uh, but Michigan State is. Uh, um, coming up on the schedule here pretty soon. What do you think? Is this going to follow Izzo around? I mean, will he get yeah, asked this question until he, you know, the, until they actually answer some of these questions? He will at various junctures. Um, you know, that's, next week in Iowa yeah, City. Do you think? Uh, I don't know. I doubt it. Honestly, it's a late game. It's an eight o'clock tip. It's in Iowa City. Not sure ESPN reporters will follow him around unless there's a reason to. I mean, mm-hmm. if something comes up and new, if somebody uncovers something, somebody gets kicked off the team, then yeah, maybe that'll happen. But yeah. if uh, my my guess is that if there's nothing more that's been unveiled between now and next Tuesday when they're when they're back here, is uh, it'll just kind of be about basketball and. Uh, you know, the Michigan State people who cover them will ask basketball questions, and same thing with the uh, um, reporters who, you know, cover Iowa, and we'll probably do the same thing. Good stuff, Scott Dockerman. Appreciate it. Who do you like on Sunday, by the way? We're keeping track of this all week long from all of our guests. We're going to keep a running tally. New England, Philly. Uh, I, you know what? I'm I'm kind of starting to lean towards Philly. a boy. I like the way Philly's played defense, and you know, and Tom Brady was in a tough spot there in the fourth quarter against Jacksonville, and I think Philly's a better team than Jacksonville. So um, I, I'm not wholly there yet, but I think I think Philly might get this one. That that's you know they had trouble last year with Atlanta. They had trouble with Jacksonville in the AFC title game. So I I, I kind of I'm kind of leaning towards Philly right now. Well, you can come on next Monday and gloat because I think you're going to be right. <laughs> I hope you're going to be right. Thank you, Scott Dockerman. Have a great week. All right, thanks. Good I to talk to you. It. Yep, I appreciate it too. Scott Dockerman, Land of Ten, covering Iowa. We'll take a timeout. Dylan Monster, some news on Iowa State. See the news. Wheeler Bab out mm. two weeks potentially with that knee that has been plaguing him. So their point guard is Lindell Wigington. Is yeah, a team a dress, that doesn't have a lot of depth to begin yes. with. Dress rehearsal, though. It's the season to do it, Yeah, right? and I guess you're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. Oh, you are right. We'll take a time out. We come back. We'll talk to Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune. He's next. Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here until 2 on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One. Only on 1700 KBGG. Hey, guys. This is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. 
No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams family sent you. It's that time of year. The cold weather is here. The Animal Rescue League wants to remind you that unpredictable winter weather can be very dangerous for your animals, and we encourage you to bring them inside this time of year. Animals should not be left in cars and should only be outside long enough to relieve themselves. If you witness a situation where an animal is in danger due to weather conditions, call your local law enforcement or animal control. Running low on the stuff you need? Time for a Target run. We're here for all the big moments and the little ones, too. Like when the game's on at your place. Kick it off with Doritos on sale, two bags for $4. Or grabbing DiGiorno frozen pizzas, $4 each when you buy three. Because everyone will be hungry. For tackling big appetizers and even bigger spills, score bounty paper plates and napkins on sale for $2.99. Get low prices on thousands of items today and every day. Target run and done. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. Dr. Pepper Snapple Group is now filling Des Moines area positions. Dr. Pepper Snapple Group is hiring full-time merchandisers to provide high-quality merchandising support for Dr. Pepper Snapple Group brands to retail stores within an assigned territory. Apply online at dpsg.com careers. That's dpsg.com careers. Or click the link on their website. Join the Dr. Pepper team and receive a $500 sign-on bonus. Wouldn't you like to be a Pepper too? Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, an equal opportunity employer. 1700 KBGG is your home for high school sports. Check out it here. Join me Tuesdays with Tip-Off Tuesdays and Fridays on Fast Break Fridays here on 1700 KBGG. Play-by-play action with girls, boys, doubleheaders, and high school wrestling taking the airwaves during these cold winter months. It all culminates with the state wrestling tournament from Wells Fargo Arena along with the girls and boys state basketball tournaments. Your home for high school sports in Central Iowa. 1700 KBGG. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. 
The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. And at the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at MRExecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. With you until uh, 2 o'clock. Trent, I'm, I'm having You're all right kinds over of there? trouble. I got my cords and my chair hung up. My computer's just... Anyways, we will... Uh... Persevere. All right. Uh, let's get uh, Dylan Monson here, Ames Tribune. He joins us. There is some news, as we mentioned, going to break. Uh, Nick Weiler Babb is out for at least a couple of games. He's uh, been, been uh, fighting that knee, and I guess it's uh, it's time to shut it down for uh, a couple of games minimum. Uh, Dylan Monson, Ames Tribune, joins us. Dylan, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Your colleague Travis Hines uh, tweeting out a little bit of news, not real positive. Yeah, it, it really isn't, and the, the timing couldn't be worse for this. Uh, Nick Weiler-Babb missing what Steve Prohm said could be a couple games, maybe a week, uh, as many as two weeks, uh, with a knee knee deal that's kind of been hampering him for a while. Steve Prohm called it tendinitis. Uh, it could be, you know, as simple as that. Could be a little bit more, possibly, but nothing. Um, you know, no no injury to a guy like that is, is going to be good. Uh, just with the the importance that's been placed on him with running that point guard position, and and just some of the ways he can get the offense going at times. So, uh, really, kind of a, a bummer for them going into this stretch with West Virginia on Wednesday and Baylor on Saturday. Well, come on down, Lindell Wigington. He was but then what brought in to be the point guard, Donovan Jackson, I guess, in a pinch, and then yeah, a whole lot of question marks after that, but. Uh, Wigington, I guess, a, a chance to see how much those point guard skills has developed and and see if this is a guy that maybe it's going to see some minute, more minutes in the future. Wilder Babb still has another season, but uh, probably an important stretch here for you'd have to fi- figure Lindell Wigington. Yeah, I think so. And obviously this is the kind of lineup uh, that they tried earlier in the season, those first couple games with Wilder Babb playing off the ball. And so now... Uh, like you said, it's going to get put into his hands, and Donovan Jackson will take some of the load. But it is tough when you face the West Virginia team that uh, is, is going to press you like heck and try to force all these turnovers. You want as many ball handlers on the court as possible. So uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, pressure put on Wendell Wigginton and Donovan Jackson, too, uh, just to get the offense going and not get stagnant and keep the ball moving, make smart decisions. And so... Uh, they're really going to get thrown to the fire here uh, in a couple days. Uh, they they were embarrassed on Saturday at their uh, on their home floor. Historically bad performance uh, offensively. 
uh, by a uh, a physical Tennessee team with a bunch of athletes. And uh, look, uh, don't look now, but here comes West Virginia. Maybe the Big 12's answer to Tennessee, although West Virginia really having trouble finishing games lately. They're going to arrive in, in not a very good mood. Uh, and an, an Iowa State team that wants to bounce back in front of the home folks on the home floor. Uh, not the not the best opponent to, to be looking to bounce back after being embarrassed. Uh, West Virginia can get after you, as you well know, and flat-out guard you. Yeah, they really can. And Steve Prohm talked about it, obviously, a little bit today. He said uh, they really don't do anything that, that surprises you. They just do A, they do B, they do C. But they do it really, really well. And it's, it's almost suffocating for offenses. And uh, with a team full of newcomers and and kind of uh, putting all these new pieces together, it's it's not going to be an easy task by any means. So I think it's just about Nick Weiler, or, you know, Lindo Wigginson, Donovan Jackson, uh, some of those other guys. Uh, they said Zoran Talley might play a little bit at the four and go a little bit smaller and try to get some ball handling that way. So I think they're just going to have to tinker with the lineup, obviously, uh, quite a bit and just try to uh, feel it out because uh, of, like I said, Nick Weiler, that's uh, importance to, to that offense and, you know, really kind of helping them stay connected on defense a little bit. But, yeah, it's 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 going to be an interesting game on Wednesday. So as you uh, look at that matchup, are we going to see Cameron Laird back in the starting lineup? He sits on brace, gets the start, goes out there, has 6.9 rebounds, and kind of moped at times, a little frustrated maybe when things weren't going his way. Can you take us inside what's happened with Cam Lard, who has been just outstanding here through conference play? Yeah, and it's kind of funny. He wasn't even really mentioned at all today just with all the wider bad stuff going on. I think uh, Chrome said after the game that he would be back in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just It ended up being just a thing between the two of them, I, I think is what Chrome said, uh, just to try to maybe get some sort of message through to him. But I would expect him to be back in the starting lineup. And, and like you said, I, he's going to be really important too. Uh, Steve Chrome talked about uh, the necessity for, for the big guys to run rim to rim. Uh, to kind of get the pace and, and ball movement and offense going that they want, uh, they don't want them just stopping at the high post and trying to trying to do something up there because it just it messes up your your spacing totally. So he needs to run in transition from the defensive side to the offensive side, rim to rim, uh, and really try to help open things up because uh, with with guys that are going to be kind of playing the bulk of those point guard minutes for the first time all season, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to need as much help as they can get from from the other guys around. Yeah, either on the perimeter or kind of around by the block. Lynn, let's say Wigington gets in foul trouble, which he has. Um, can, can Long play the point? Do, do you know? I don't think Lewis. I mean, Lewis, I think, is probably because he's closer to 6'6", six, 6'5", six, 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 six. I don't think Long's quite as big. Would would he be, I mean, is he an option, do you think? It's probably in a pinch. Obviously, I think they, they prefer uh, Wigginton and, and Jackson to do that, but I think in a pinch he could handle the ball. He's a little bit smaller, and, and his skill set is probably better suited for that than, than a Terrence Lewis. So uh, I think it, it, a plan C and an, uh, an emergency kind of uh, action, they would go to him. But for the most part, like we've said, it, it'll be uh, Jackson and Wigginton. Brock Purdy, uh, as we switch to football here, I guess Scott Alfers between Alabama, uh, and he's actually re- he's visited Alabama apparently, but Iowa State is in on this thing. I mean, it's not often you see Iowa State and Alabama for competing for a QB. What's, uh, what can you tell us about Purdy, and what can you tell us about Iowa State's chances uh, in particular? Yeah, I think uh, he's a 
kid from Arizona, really talented. And like you said, I think you got you, you're going to be talented if schools like Alabama are, are coming after you. I think um, Alabama changed its offer from a walk-on opportunity to a full scholarship recently. So he's been taking some of these official visits. He was at Iowa State the other weekend, uh, was at UCF and Alabama this past week slash weekend. And uh, Iowa State is right in the mix. I think I've seen somewhere that he said he hopes to make a decision within the next week or so. Uh, so they'll know pretty quick. But I think uh, he obviously has a good relationship with the staff and at Campbell. And is, you know he's tweeted different things. He I think he had dinner at, at Campbell's home and uh, feels really comfortable uh, with those guys. Uh, so I think it, it'll be interesting because there's that allure of Alabama and you know Nick Saban can flash those national championship rings at you. But I think um, you know does that get a kid to go to, to school there? Does it? Is it relationships? And, and that's not to say he doesn't have good relationships with them, but it'll be interesting to see kind of which way he does get pulled. But Iowa State certainly is in the mix. Well, and uh, Nick Saban can line dance, too, as we saw this past weekend. <laughs> uh, which yeah, that's get... right. <laughs> Tell us about the four-star recruit from the state of Ohio. I guess this is Campbell's most highly ranked recruit uh, to this point is Iowa State tenure. What can you tell us about the kid, uh, the four-star, who's coming to Ames? Yeah, Joseph Skates. He's from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, I think he played at Dunbar. He's uh, kind of one of those rangy kids that, that they've been kind of looking for, a wide receiver. He's 6'3", 175. Uh, can kind of go above some of those DBs that are a little bit smaller. But like you said, a really big recruit. Uh, Matt Campbell, I think it's the highest-ranked recruit, uh, according to the 24-7 sports composite, that he's had in his 10-year name. So a really nice get, a late get. Um, and yeah, I think it just kind of uh, reinforces, and I think it's, it comes back to relationships. I think they've been on in on this kid for for a couple of years, and I think in in the message that he tweeted, they've they've kind of stuck by him through some academic things that he had to work out. So uh, that's that's really what recruiting comes down to is uh, you can you know talk about winning seasons, you can flash stuff in front of kids, but it really comes down to relationships. And I think that was the big thing that that uh, sewed that one up, and obviously they're, they're going to get a talented kid out of it. Good stuff. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. Dylan, we'll catch up with you on Friday. Thank you, Dylan. Have a great week. Yeah, you too, guys. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Uh, Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune, amestrib.com to read Travis Hines and Dylan Mons as they cover Iowa State. We'll take a timeout. One o'clock hours next. We're going to talk some golf. We're going to go to the Super Bowl City. Tim Yotter going to cover the Super Bowl week for us. Uh, Tim will join us every day. We'll tell you more about that on the other side. A timeout. We'll come back the one o'clock hour on a Monday. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you. 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. 
for Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Carrie Ann's Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program. We are here to help. If you need food, we have it for you. Caring Hands has been serving the Southeast Polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable contributions from those of us in the community. Check out their website at caringhandsiowa.org. On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa Chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out-of-darkness walks across Iowa. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Iowa Chapter, online, afsp.org slash Iowa. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did called New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515 650 